RTHK, the news at 11 o'clock with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines. Applicants for the government's top talent pass scheme will now have to declare any criminal records after a scientist who was jailed in the mainland was given approval to move to Hong Kong. School lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare have passed government inspections. And HSBC today announced a dip in pre-tax profits last year, blaming lingering impacts from COVID-19. The government says applicants for a talent admission scheme will have to declare any criminal records after a scientist who was previously jailed on the mainland was granted approval to move to Hong Kong. Hu Jian Koi says he plans to carry out scientific and genetic research when he gets here. Wendy Wong has more. From tomorrow, applicants will have to make the declaration in their online application under the SAR's Top Talent Pass scheme. The Immigration Department will request people who have already submitted their applications to supplement the relevant information if their applications are still being processed. There's no mention of what the government would do with applications that have been approved. Writing on Facebook, Labour Minister Chris Sun said the government attached importance to people's concerns surrounding the scheme. He said applicants would face legal consequences if they make false declarations. Mr. Sun added that the government would look at the scheme's operation and review accordingly. Mainland biophysicist He Jiankui was jailed for three years in 2019 for illegal medical practice linked to gene editing in babies. The scientist told reporters in Beijing that he's been exploring opportunities with universities and scientific research firms in the SAR and plans to carry out scientific and genetic research after arriving here. The government says school lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare have been tested and that the results are satisfactory. Yesterday, the supplier, Lunch and Star, a subsidiary of fast food giant Café de Coral, suspended its services to more than 200 schools. It has spent the last two days cleaning its production lines. Vicky Wong reports. The Food and Environmental Hygiene Department says that among the 11 food samples it collected, nine were tested against foodborne pathogens, while two were tested to see whether they had been cooked. 25 environmental swabs from some of the supplier's food factories were also collected. The department said it held a meeting with the supplier Lunch and Star yesterday and asked the supplier to submit a written report within days. A spokesperson said the department would arrange for another round of inspections to be completed this week to make sure licensing conditions and hygiene standards have been met. HSBC has announced a dip in pre-tax profits last year, naming the ongoing impact of COVID-19 as the main factor in its financial performance. The bank said it made 17.5 billion U.S. dollars before tax, which was down more than 7% on 2021. But reported revenue increased 4% to $51.7 billion. After-tax profits rose $2 billion to $16.7 billion. The bank said its financial performance last year was strong overall as it announced a full-year dividend of 32 U.S. cents a share, along with a special dividend of 21 cents a share from the $10 billion sale of its Canadian business. Noel Quinn is HSBC Group Chief Executive. With a 50% dividend payout ratio established for 2023 and 2024, A return to quarterly dividends from Q1, the consideration of buybacks brought forward to the Q1 results, and on top of this, the consideration of a special dividend of 21 cents to be paid in early 2024, subject to the completion of the Canada transaction 
unnecessary approvals. Ukrainian officials say Russian forces have shelled the city of Kherson, killing at least five civilians and wounding 16. A market and a public transport stop were hit. President Zelensky said Russia was again mercilessly killing civilians. A year into the conflict, the UN Human Rights Office says it's verified 8,000 civilian deaths in Ukraine, but it said this was only the tip of the iceberg, with detailed numbers lacking from several areas, including the devastated city of Mariupol. And finally, the weather. The, it's fine and dry, cool tomorrow morning. The minimum temperature will be about 15 degrees in the urban areas, a little bit lower in the new territories. Maximum temperature will be around 21 degrees during the day. Moderate to fresh easterly winds, strong offshore at first. The outlook, mainly fine and dry, cool mornings in the following few days. And the temperature difference between day and night will be relatively large, warm during the day on Friday. The temperature right now is 17 degrees Celsius, relative humidity 70%. And the strong monsoon signal is in effect. You're listening to RTHK. The time is five minutes past 11. The hospital authority says it has learned that the vendor of a faulty surgical light in Hong Kong failed to report an incident elsewhere. The use of 16 operating theaters at public hospitals has been suspended after screws were found to have come loose on surgical lights affixed to ceilings. Here's Wendy Wong. The hospital authority says the manufacturer and maintenance vendor had notified the United States Food and Drug Administration of a missing screw on one of its surgical lights, but the incident had not been reported to the authority. It's not immediately known where or when that incident occurred. In a statement, the HA expressed regret over the vendor's failure to disclose the potential risk to healthcare workers and patients. It said it's using one surgical light of the same model adding that checks show the item is considered safe. But the model was not used at United Christian Hospital, where a surgical lighting unit fell from the ceiling of an operation theatre on Saturday. The government says users of about 12 million prepaid and service plan SIM cards have registered under their real names. But it also says people can complete the registration even beyond Thursday's deadline, as Frank Young reports. Charles Erlang, who heads the executive arm of the Communications Authority, told an RTHK program that the registration progress has been satisfactory, with publicity and support services in place. All prepaid SIM cards must be real name registered before the deadline, or they will be deactivated from that day. The director of communications says if people have not registered after the deadline, as long as the prepaid SIM card is still valid with remaining balance, they can still ask their telecom service provider to submit the registration. Mr. Leung also says the government is aware of people online offering to complete the real name registration on behalf of others. He says authorities have passed the information they collected to the police for investigation, warning that such acts amount to a criminal offense. An NGO says a recent survey it carried out indicates two government programs designed to help disadvantaged children are not working as well as they could be. The Alliance for Children Development Rights says its discussion with parents who have children in the Strive and Rise program and Child Development Fund projects highlighted problems with the mentorship programs, including the involvement of mentors who are apparently too busy to meet the youngsters they have agreed to work with. Alliance member Kathleen Ho gave her view on how the mentorship programs can be improved. Firstly, uh, the government should uh, increase the quota to let uh, 
all the children who are living in poverty can join the program. And besides, uh, uh, the program should be longer because uh, many families said that uh, one, is, one year is very short. It is not enough for them to build relationship with their mentors or they, they cannot really develop themselves. Culture and Tourism Minister Kevin Young says he wants to make the most of Hong Kong's cultural heritage to boost tourism and that this will include a pop culture festival in April. He was speaking after paying his first courtesy call to the Minister of Culture and Tourism, Hu Heping, in Beijing. Mr. Young was speaking at the end of his three-day visit. Over the past three years, the tourism industry has been hard hit by the pandemic. But now that the border has reopened, we're seeing more mainland tourists shopping and sightseeing in Hong Kong. This is a big encouragement for people in the tourism sector. In future, we hope to develop more tourist attractions that will make mainland and overseas tourists more aware of our unique cultural characteristics. Foreign Minister Qin Gang says Beijing is deeply worried about escalation in the Ukraine conflict. He also lashed out at the U.S., which has warned of consequences if China provides military support to Russia. This all comes as top diplomat Wang Yi heads to Moscow to try to find a peaceful resolution to the year-long conflict. Natalie Ching reports. During a speech at a global security forum in Beijing, Foreign Minister Qin Gang said mainland authorities are worried about the possibility that the situation in Ukraine is spiraling out of control. We will continue to promote peace talks, provide Chinese wisdom for the political settlement of the Ukraine crisis, and work with the international community to promote dialogue and consultation to address the concerns of all parties and seek common security. Mr. Qin's speech came after the United States warned of consequences if China provides military support to Russia, something that Beijing says it isn't doing. He warns that external pressures and attempts to contain China are getting stronger, posing a serious threat to the country's sovereignty and security. Beijing, Mr. Qin said, firmly opposes all forms of hegemonism and power politics, a Cold War mentality and camp confrontation. He added that it will work with international community to promote dialogue and consultation. Mainland officials have promised to publish a proposal this week aimed at finding a political solution to the Ukraine crisis. President Putin has delivered a fiercely anti-Western, nationalistic State of the Union address to the Russian parliament as he seeks to justify the ongoing military onslaught in Ukraine. He blamed the West for the year-long conflict, accusing it of trying to make Ukraine into an anti-Russia and saying the existence of his nation was at stake. The Western elite doesn't conceal their goal is to inflict a strategic defeat in Russia. What does it mean for us? It means to finish us forever. They want to grow a local conflict into global opposition. That's the way we understand it. And accordingly, we will respond to that. Because in that case, it's a matter of our very existence. He also said Russia would suspend its participation in the only remaining nuclear arms control agreement with the United States, the New START Treaty. In a landmark victory, the High Court in Seoul has recognized the rights of a same-sex couple for the first time. The, co- the case will now go to South Korea's Supreme Court. Wendy Wong reports.
The case was brought by a gay couple, So Sheung-wook and Kim Yong-min. Although South Korea does not recognize same-sex marriage, they held a wedding ceremony in 2019. Two years later, Mr. So sued the National Health Insurance Service after it terminated benefits for his partner, whom he had registered as a dependent, on finding they were a gay couple. Last year, a lower court backed the insurance provider. But this new ruling effectively orders the resumption of benefits for Mr. So's partner. The National Health Insurance has said it will appeal. A former Kosovo Liberation Army commander has pleaded not guilty to charges of war crimes, including torture and murder, at the start of his trial in the Netherlands. Pieter Schala is accused of running a makeshift prison during Kosovo's fight for independence from Serbia more than two decades ago. Guy Delaunay reports from Belgrade. Pieter Schala was known as Commander Wolf in the Kosovo Liberation Army. His name has been cited in several previous war crimes investigations, but this is the first time he's faced charges. He's accused of leading a criminal group which illegally detained people suspected of collaborating with Serb forces. Prosecutors say victims were taken to a disused factory in northern Albania, beaten, tortured and in one case shot and left to bleed to death. They also noted concerns about witness intimidation. Mr Shala denies the charges. He told the court it's all fabricated. New Zealand's Prime Minister Chris Hipkins says the country needs to rebuild with more resilient infrastructure to cope with more frequent and intense weather events after last week's devastating storm. Cyclone Gabrielle caused widespread damage on the North Island and claimed at least 11, 11 lives. It was New Zealand's most damaging natural disaster in at least a generation and followed another storm two weeks earlier that swamped New Zealand's largest city, Auckland, and killed four people. Mr. Hipkins told the country's parliament that building resilient infrastructure won't be cheap. We don't yet have a complete assessment of what the cost of that is going to be, but we know it will be significant. A multi-billion dollar price tag is ahead of us. And there is no point in sugarcoating it. We know that there are some tough times ahead for us, for, for the whole country, as we work our way through that. 2023 has the potential to be a very difficult year for many Kiwis, and many of our families and businesses and our communities will be under an enormous amount of pressure. But we will get through this. Kiwis are resourceful and we are determined. And I know that once again we'll, cl- we'll tap into our collective strength and our spirit in the weeks and months ahead to come back even stronger. Our top stories once again. Applicants for the government's top talent pass scheme will now have to declare any criminal records. School lunchbox samples from a supplier caught up in a food poisoning scare have passed government inspections. And HSBC today announced a dip in pre-tax profits last year, blaming lingering impacts from COVID-19. That's the news from RTHK. Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple-colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time to one and all, a very good evening. Thanks for tuning in to Twilight Time, Mondays to Fridays through to midnight. 45 minutes of music to just kick back and relax to. Songs from a bygone era. 
If you'd like to choose one, just send an email to radiopete at gmail as we start off tonight's show with a good old song from the Dupree's. Cry. 